Welcome to Public Affairs and WRBH. I'm Lynn Koppel, and today we're going to discuss something that is very, very dear to my heart. Everyone in New Orleans has been, it's not, not celebrating, commemorating Katrina. Katrina's landfall, all the disaster and horror that came from Katrina, and all of the changes that have gone on. And I think today's discussion is going to be part of that. I'm joined here by Chip, Chip Duncan and by Tom Forbes, people who have been involved in what we're going to talk about from the very beginning. Thank you all so much for coming. Happy to be here. Thank you, Lynn, for having us. What we're talking about is Dragon's Cafe. Tell us how it started. Which one of you, because both of you were there in at the beginning, who wants to say first, how do we, how do we get the idea, how, Katrina happens, start from there? I'll, I'll let Tom Ford, the senior <laughs> member of the cafe and the historian, take this question. <laughs> Thanks, Chip. Um, we started um, uh, in early December of 2005, uh, so not too long after Katrina, and this was still back in the frontier days if you were in New Orleans then. Um, um, uh, St. George's had um, had been, you know, shuttered for some weeks after um, after the storm, and then as people began to come back, so did the church, and uh, we began, um, um, uh, you know, with services, and then sort of, what can we do? How is everybody? Where is everybody? Sure. And we. Um, um, and uh, it wasn't just us. There was the you know we're an Episcopal church. Uh, St. George's has been around for uh, hundred a hundred plus years, and um, and so we have a diocese since we're a big city. Uh, the, the the diocese is just down the street, um, and so we have a bishop. Um, and the bishop Bishop Jenkins decided um, uh, that we would try to the we the several churches would try to do what we could for sure. service work as people were coming back. Um, and so um, uh, Trinity Church down on Jackson Avenue has many priests and ministers and staff, and so they became the counseling church. Mm -hmm. um, um, Tr uh, Christ Church Cathedral, sort of midway on St. Charles, um, had, a, had a nice big front lawn, so they became <laughs> the clothing exchange church. Uh, and then further up, uh, just past Napoleon, uh, are we, St. George's. We had had and have a history of feeding the public from our uh, uh, parish hall, which is on the street level. Um, and um, uh, because we had uh, traditionally done something called Mardi Gras Spirits, where mm -hmm. during Carnival, we would um, um, uh, sell food in order to make money to maintain the stained glass windows <laughs> in the church. <laughs> True. <laughs> so we had been accustomed to uh, to serving the public. So uh, the bishop wisely said, you're going to be the feeding church. And we have a big kitchen because of that. And let's say the church is at 4600, is that right? St. Yes. Charles Avenue, it's a corner of Cadiz, and very pretty big church, but yeah, nothing special, but there it is. And it had significant damage, but we still had a kitchen, which was important, not only to St. George's, but to a lot of people 
around. Our, our, our water came down through the, through the leaky roof mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, did a lot of damage. We did not have rising water that, that, that right. flooded the church. Uh, we were fortunate that way. Several of the churches were. And in fact, it was the Episcopal community that was one of the first to respond because we had a, a bunch of dry churches, oh, mostly yeah. dry. Um, and St. George's School took in a lot of public school kids sure, who didn't have school. That. But back to St. George's. Um, so, yeah, we started we started the cafe, and um, I was more on the periphery then. Uh, but, but those who started it, um, uh, Father Chris McLaren, um, and um, and um, you know a nudge from the from the from the yeah. bishop, and so it was. Where are we going to get food? Uh, <laughs> you know, where are we going to store food? Um, you know, a bunch of logistical questions, um, and then um, and, and what, one of the amusing things that happened early on because we were gearing up in early December, um, and where are we going to find food? Um, well, uh, one of the large overnight passenger riverboats, the American Queen, um, normally, because I, there's ice in the winter up, up river, mm-hmm. uh, ends their season, their cruising season in, um, you know, around January 1st, around New Year's. Well, they, because of, of Katrina, fewer passengers, they ended their cruise early. So they tied up at the Perry Street Wharf across the river. And what are we going to do with all this food in our freezers? Uh-huh. So somebody uh, somebody called, somebody who called, somebody who called the bishop, who called Christopher McLaren, uh, who then borrowed a little pickup truck and drove over to the Perry Street <laughs> Wharf and picked up a bunch of, um, of, uh, of wonderful sort of, you know, um, catered food so for the some of the f- for the first months yes I remember we were that. feeding people not just basic food but uh steamship rounds of beef yeah, and uh, um, salmon slice, slice smoked salmon tiramisu <laughs> yeah. wedding cake that didn't get distributed yeah. etc so we started and then where to store it etc etc but I've talked long enough. No, and remember, a blessed memory, Deacon Lydia Hopkins, who ran around and got her son-in-law's band to come play, the Klezmer All-Stars, to entertain the diners. <laughs> so it was like a, a dining experience in the Undercroft. Yeah. And everybody came. We had, we had musical trios, um, and it, it wasn't just... Us doing this out of hide and 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 some and some um, uh, financial help from the diocese. Yeah. There was also the National Church, yeah. and, and so they sent a lot of grant money down to Louisiana, uh, and so some of that some of that grant money enabled us to Got hire, us. hire yeah. musicians. Some musicians came and played for free. Sure. Some diners brought instruments with them. And, the, and some danced, which I thought was wonderful. But everybody came in the beginning because many people were living in their brother-in-law's basement, or well, not basement, I guess on the couch in the living room, and didn't have any, you know, their kitchens were destroyed. And so we had people from the neighborhood who would come in regularly and uh, chat and meet and greet. We had people that came all the time, if I remember. Don't you remember that, Chip? It was um, tough times. Yeah. Um, I had trees in the house, but not rising water, and I'll take falling trees over rising water any day. I think it's rather poetic that Tom Forbes, who's a maritime lawyer, was rescuing <laughs> stranded food and redistributed to the off boats. Oh yeah, my Dragon Cafe <laughs> yeah. um, patrons. And my recollection, if I'm correct, and Tom can correct me if I'm not, 
I think one of the original grant was from the Barrington Group, and the cafe was originally named um, Barrington's Breakfast. And when that grant ran out, at some point we changed it to Dragon Cafe, I was the gonna, patron saint Chip, of Chip, St. George. Is that, Chip that is correct. St. George uh, slew the dragon. Don't look into that too deeply, but St. <laughs> George slew <laughs> no, the dragon. No questions. We yeah. have a, a stained glass window in the front of the church yeah. uh, on the avenue that has St. George slaying a rather diminutive-looking dragon. But um, uh, So, yes, the Dragon Cafe. And so we, we did that. And how long did that go on? Do you all remember? I mean, how long did we feed? We used to do it two nights a week. Am I right? Like what? what we... Early on, um, we, uh, we, we served Thursday and Friday evenings. Okay. Um, and, um, uh, and then after a time, uh, we found that as, as uh, many people from many different places, and God bless them all, uh, came down to help gut houses and do some of the yeah. miserable work uh, instead of going on vacations sure. uh, and whatnot. They came down, <clears throat> and they would typically, and they, and look, this was the frontier days. Oh, it yeah. was hard to score a, a, a lunch, yeah. much less dinner. You could get lunch off a Salvation Army truck, but dinner, not so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't even have supermarkets open past about 5 right. p.m. So um, we... Um, uh, you know, we had um, uh, uh, we had these volunteers who discovered, ah, we can score a hot meal at St. George's. Um, and so they came and then they told others and they came and we were so happy to serve them because they, in a very large way, saved sure. the city. Uh, you know, high school kids, college kids, yeah. uh, civic, all over. civic groups, uh, synagogues, you know, Anywhere. And they would tend to come on, stay for a week. They'd come on a Saturday and they'd leave on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. So Friday night, it was, we've worked all week. Let's go down to the quarter, <laughs> which was open, and, and have a big dinner. So we weren't feeding them so much on Fridays. We were having fewer people on Fridays for that reason. So we went to Wednesday, Thursday, I think after about a year and a half, two years. Well, you know, I can remember, too, when they first started coming, we had a big TV. Now, where we got that from, I don't remember that great big TV. And I can remember young people, like the high school kids who weren't going to be allowed to go to the quarter anyway, used to sit around and watch games along with our regular <laughs> patrons. That are, you know, well, let's turn on the whatever. What, what, what do you play during December? Basketball? Anyway, and that was fun. It was kind of just a nice time for people to be sitting there watching a, base, a basketball, whatever it was, game. And talking together and, you know, sharing stories. Fellowship has always been one of the main things mm -hmm. uh, at, at Dragon Cafe. Um, real food, real, you know, real, sure. you know, it was dinners in the beginning. Absolutely. Nowadays, it's breakfasts. Um, mm -hmm. Because as f grant funds nationally run out from Katrina, uh, we found that, uh, A, you can feed people Half, you can feed people on half the money, or you can feed twice as many people on the same money uh, at breakfast. Yeah. Uh, and um, it's easier to get volunteers at breakfast because they're not coming from out of state anymore. They're mostly our parishioners, plus some other wonderful volunteers. So. Yeah, it's a fun... So we've started doing breakfast. Do we, when did we start that? I can't quite remember. I want to say around 2010. Okay, well, so it's been going on a long time. And this has been continuous since the December after Katrina, when everyone was having a horrible time. Now we're 
doing the same thing, but in a different way. And Chip, I know you're involved with, you really put that together pretty much, didn't you? Actually, I had the uh, benefit of inheriting the program from Uh a wonderful lady (laughs) named Kelly McGuffey who broke our hearts and got married and moved to Charlotte. Oh, darn. And we're going to kidnap her and bring her back someday. (laughs) It's only a matter of time. So when I took over Dragon Cafe, I think it was around 2010, 2011, it was already a breakfast on Sunday Mm -hmm. program, and we run in terms of 10 or four teams, about eight people each team. And so you only serve one weekend a month, mm-hmm. and it the your service days just roll over. Like if you are on team one, two, three, or four, and each team has its own distinct personality. My team <laughs> listens to WWOZ in the morning. Okay. There's another team that listens to heavy metal, and that's run by are. a professor from UNO. She's the music <laughs> coordinator in that team. So. It's a lot of fun, and say 80%. Eggs, eggs and megadeth. Yes. <laughs> so about 80% of our um, volunteers are St. George parishioners, but we also have people who don't go to St. George's but sure. come religiously once a month to serve. And love it. And yes. always talk, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go back. And groups that young, you know, there's a group of women who, when I serve, will come in, and they take over, and that's that's great. That gives everybody, you know, kind of a lift. And tell us about the cooking, because I think this is a very important point of breakfast. Yes. Um, we cook scrambled eggs, not from powder or liquid. Absolutely Real live not. eggs. Yeah, right on. Um, real eggs every Sunday. Yeah. I also make grits. I have my own special recipe, which includes um, rotel peppers, um, <laughs> whole milk, um, garlic, and a few other secret ingredients. And we serve biscuits and sausage, and we usually have orange juice and coffee, and that's our standard breakfast each morning. We've gotten it down to a pretty much a science where we order from some of the uh, cheapest providers. Um, there's one thing we're doing, too, that's due to our um, deacon, Joey Clavenger. We've, we're going green. We have picked up a bunch of dishes from a restaurant that was going out of business. The gentleman was retiring, mm-hmm. so we got them for song and we hauled those from Slidell. So we now serve off these beautiful China-type plates, and we have burned out one dishwasher. We got the <laughs> second, a new one delivered yesterday. Cool. So oh, good. we um, trying to reduce our footprint through the leadership of Joey and doing a good job of that. So when you come in now on Sunday mornings, you're eating off nice plates. We yeah. have real silverware, not plastic, and you're drinking coffee out of a nice, clean, sterilized cup. So that's a um, a new um, development in the past year with Dragon Cafe. We're about as green as you can get. Where's this gr- Well, and you know, interesting thing about your grits, everybody, or a lot of the people who come, we have four different groups, and everybody has a different philosophy of grits. So when you come, you're liable to get maybe grits with cheese or grits with garlic or Lord knows what else in there. But it's all it's all prepared right there. It's hot. And the people cooking it, or you can go look, and there they are cooking it up, and they bring it out. So it, it's really kind of a, I don't know, to me, the, the idea of cooking someone's food and serving it makes for a communal feel. In other words, just like you would in your own kitchen with your friends. We cook it up, we serve it, we laugh and carry on. And I would say it's a pretty happy experience. I I, I want to invite all of the listeners. <laughs> I know this will make you pleased when instead of 150 people showing up, for, <laughs> two or 300 show up, but we're, we're up to it. 
is, uh, you know, it's, a, it's just an interesting place to drop in. We have all sorts and conditions, don't we, that drop in, you know. We have... <clears throat> We've got, originally, you know, it was, well, we need, we can help our parishioners eat and we can help whoever mm-hmm. else is around. Sure. We've always taken all comers. Uh, but originally, it was, a lot of them were our parishioners. Sure. You know, kind of shell-shocked after looking at their house and they needed a, a dinner before they went back up to Laplace or Baton Rouge or yeah. whatever. But, um, uh, you know, as people came back into the city, um, you know, everybody came back, rich people, poor people. Sure. <clears throat> and... Um, so we began to feed many more non-parishioners, um, and of course the the um, um, you know the the, <clears throat> the helpers from who mm-hmm. came in from out of town, uh, and you know one of the things I've always found rewarding uh, is uh, you know we're all equal. Sure. Uh, and um, this is a cafe experience. This isn't, hey, you know, here's your food. Poor la-di-da. devil, come in and have uh, some you food. You know, please sit yeah. down, sit with somebody you don't know talk to them uh it, it's 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 fellowship sure you know, above all it's nourishment but it's also spiritual nourishment and and so um we find that um you know some of our people are homeless some of them are under the bridge some of them are under housed some of them are under kitchened sure um and uh, we get a number of people who walk down from the salvation army on claiborne yeah um and um and you can count on them to volunteer if we ever come up short. Yeah, or or say, can I do something? How about I pick up these dishes and carry them into the back? Yeah. Or how come yeah. I? Maybe I can do this for you. Which is one. We're all together in it, and that that makes for a wonderful feel. That, and we laugh and joke. You begin to know people, and they'll come up and say, "Oh, hey, what's go?" Blah blah blah, and we talk about boring things like sports. Now, I don't, but other people do. <laughs> But, uh, you know, and and just the general things of what is your life like, and it's not at all a downer experience. It's a very, I hope, I mean, for other people, but it seems to me that everybody there is laughing and comes up. Sometimes they call me mama. I don't know whether that's good or bad, but, uh, you know, hey, you know, hey, lady, can you give me this? Or, you know, mama, come over here and help me with this. And that's fine. That's what the way we all should be known to our people we recognize. I would say approximately 30 to 40 percent of the people we have every Sunday are what we would call our regular guests. We've been blessed to have a community officer, Thaddeus Azor, who's been there long before I got there. And Thaddeus is just wonderful and he knows many of the um, patrons Mm -hmm. by name. So, and what I have found, maybe because it's my white hair and I stick out, <laughs> that I can see some of our guests on Sunday when I'm downtown. And oh, people yeah. I have served, I've met through Dragon, um, I run into downtown. I was at the Maritime Festival years ago and someone comes up, gives me a big hug <laughs> and said, breakfast works great this morning. So you, <laughs> you, you meet people that you, you see constantly just sure. in the city. There's, you know, be, also... Um, we have volunteers from, from various places um, and from our own per, uh, parish, um, high school kids who are doing public community sure. service work uh, and, and, uh, and, and St. George's school mm-hmm. kids. Um, and, and so some of our kids are as young as 9 or 10 or 8 or whatever, uh, but typically middle school, high school. Yeah. Uh, and um, they get to see, and, I, and we encourage them. Uh, because we have first helpings, uh, and then there's a little break, not mm-hmm. long, uh, before we serve seconds. Uh, and we always put away some uh, a few boxes for latecomers. Sure. Uh, but so in that little five-minute 
break, um, some of us, meaning me, um, <laughs> say, "Hey, would you give me a plate? I'm going to go. Sure. I'm going to go eat." Yeah. Uh, so that's been my breakfast for the last 14 years on Sundays. Uh, but um, I encourage the high school kids. I said, "Grab a grab a bite to sure. eat. Go sit in with the fellas. They don't bite." No, no. And there are all sorts of conditions. I mean, there are a lot of women that have been coming there since yep. the very earliest days, like, you know, little old ladies like me who and walk from a distance because I know where a couple of them live. And, you know, they say, well, it's a nice breakfast. It's a good breakfast. I love it. You know, this is exactly what I need and want. And uh, My experience in general has been grace begets grace. Of course. Um, it, we, we try to be gracious to them, mm-hmm. and they, in turn, are, are gracious people. Um, our, our um, you know, our, 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 our staff, you know, when they, when they, that crowd, year in and year out, is yeah. way more polite than the average restaurant crowd. Oh, I think so. And, and considerably fact, more grateful. When we open the door at 8.30, and that's when we start serving, 8.30 every Sunday morning, come rain or shine, it's always the group lets the women and children go in first. Oh, yeah. And that's not something we organize. They are guests to organize it among themselves. And I, before I forget, I need to give a shout-out to St. George School and Chrissy, who okay. is wonderful. And she has the fourth graders and I think the first graders they have reading challenges and to raise money, and they have been a constant support, both monetarily and also they usually have one or two um, Sundays they each grade serves. Sure. We don't let the small children get too near the uh, stoves, but they do everything else, <laughs> serve, crack Abs- eggs, you name yeah. it. So it's, um, it's a wonderful liaison with the St. George School, and a lot of that's arranged by uh, Chrissy. You know, and I am going to ask you this. Now, we, we said the church, the Episcopal Church gives us some money, and we get money. Where else do we get money from? You don't have to mention names, but I just want to know how it's funded, because it just keeps on going. We um, have been lucky enough to have one benefactor who never forgets us, so that's very nice. We also yeah. usually get a grant from the Episcopal Church Community mm-hmm. Mission Appeal. We have a great fundraiser every year, and this year it's going to be November 16th, and it's usually George Goes to Some Country. This year it's going to be George Goes to France. Oh, we have, we oh have, we didn't know. I didn't know that. Oh, yes, we have a professionally trained chef who's a wonderful lady, Birgit Haylock, who is normally our chef in the kitchen. And she has a few slaves, namely myself, Martin Davies, and um, Dan Chapman, and a few others who are her slice and dice boys and do whatever she says. Oh, come on. And you all like to cook, too. Oh, absolutely. And there may be occasional wine we have to taste to make sure it's up to quality to serve the <laughs> That's uh, right. The keeping, the the, keeping the, the high, the high exactly. bar. So, um, and we get um, grants from wherever we can sure. through the church. And it's individual donations and our big fundraiser, which is uh, George Goes to Dinner each year. So that's the funding, and we are completely self-funded. We have not um, um, gotten a grant like the original one since day one. We actually, Dragon Cafe, I think at one point, pays a small portion to the church for the electricity and um, use because we're the ones who use the the stove and the (laughs) refrigerators and the freezers and are always... um, working with those every week. Well, you know, and I'm sure that there are people, I know there are people who were moved to give money to us because I remember there were some parishioners who, 
I think the husband took a job in Chicago, and they went to some church up there and said, well, here's what we're doing. And I remember getting a grant from that. So money is always welcome, but uh, somehow we don't have to grub for it. Could that be an action that we can't account for? That's wonderful. It just comes. (laughs) Well, I think one of the lessons is that, that, you know, helping others helps us. Sure. Physically, spiritually. Yeah. I personally went through a tough time after Katrina. And, oh, and, and so, so many. many evenings I came and I would have uh, uh, dinner back then mm-hmm. and uh, and help wash pots and pans afterwards. Yeah. And that was the high point of my day. And it, it kind of, cut, to me, it kept your <clears throat> spirits up. I have so many friends who had such awful times. And thank God I didn't. But I worked in the uh, the rummage sale that used to be on the lawn of Christ Church Cathedral and in the Dragon's Cafe. And for some reason, it cheered me up. What can I tell you? It's, uh, it was an amazing thing. You know, when I talk about it, and I had things happen that weren't good, and I can certainly get sad about some things, but you're right. Sometimes doing something that's hard but necessary is wonderful. Well, so we're going to keep it up, and I want everyone listen again to the date because if you want to come to that dinner, everyone is invited. But the tickets sell out like crazy. Yes, it's November 16th. And get your fountain pen in hand and write this down. <laughs> you better, And you better get, better get it on to it soon. If you need to contact us about volunteering, we would oh, yeah. love to put you to work um, cooking grits. Someone needs to train <laughs> Martin Davies how to do it. You just can't teach a Welshman. <laughs> well, he's from Eng- yeah, yeah, he's from English, English Welsh. Welsh, something. Yeah. He doesn't know how to cook grits. He needs help. But... He's you good can at tea. Exactly. <laughs> okay, tea. Yeah. Um, you can donate money, and to get information on that, go to the St. George website, which is www.stgeorgenola, that's one word, stgeorgenola.org, or call us at 899-2811. That's 899-2811. And um, a cheerful Jerry Montabano will answer the phone and take all your information <laughs> and tell you where to bring the check. And I'm serious. We do um, take volunteers anytime. We have school groups often come through sure. during spring break, and we put them to work. And we do that on a first come, first serve basis. And usually, it's depending on the yeah. spring break schedule, we get all sorts of groups from Texas, Alabama, That's Mississippi, wonderful. Louisiana. And so, if you, if a person would think that this would be something that they were called to do, call that number too and say, "Have somebody call me about." Volunteering in the Dragons Cafe. Yeah, cook, we know cooking is cooking? around. Cooking seven thirty, serving eight thirty. Yeah, not bad. And you're finished early in the day on a Sunday. Well, good way to start your Sunday. Of course, you could be playing golf, but this too is more bad. satisfying. <laughs> that's true, and and better tasting usually. So that's been fun. Well, thank you all so much for coming, and thank you for what you do to keep the Dragons Cafe going. I think. To me, this is the very best way to commemorate a horrible thing that happened, uh, and we're still having fun with it, so that that's good. Thank you for having us, Lynn. Well, thank this, you this for having is, us. This has been fun, and I um, thank you for allowing me to share it with my listeners. This has been Public Affairs and WRBH. Thanks for listening.